Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. I'm doing the news and views a little early because tomorrow I'm going to be busy most of the day. Uh, I just want to take care of the house cleaning. First of all, we are having a vid chat this Friday afternoon. So please remember, as usual, get all of your questions and comments submitted in the members area before 10 o'clock tomorrow evening, U.S. Central Time. Um, it is likely that we are going to be having some rain and storms tomorrow. I am not canceling the vid chat because so far they are not saying that there's any chance of severe weather. But I do want to alert people to that fact because, as you know, in this area of the country where I live, that can change on a dime. So please stay posted to the forum. If uh, I have any last-minute schedule changes, I will let everybody know there. If for some reason uh, there should be storms and the power gets knocked out, uh, please remember that means I probably won't uh, be able, if the power is out, to get on and do the vid chat on Friday. So, But otherwise, we are on uh, for 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. If, uh, if it looks like it's going to be particularly heavy traffic for the vid chat, I will, of course, be in there early and probably start early. So, as usual, play it with an open mind and keep your eye on the forum for any last-minute schedule changes. Now, everybody has been wanting to know what I think about the Hamas attacks against Israel. And please understand, my views on Israel have nothing whatsoever to do with religion or its claimed special place in God's plan. I am not a Zionist. I am not a, an evangelical dispensationalist or any kind of dispensationalist. So my views about Israel are not based on any sort of eschatological view or the interpretations that go along with it. That said, I do believe that Israel, like any other sovereign country, has a right to exist and a right to defend itself if attacked. My problem is I, I just do not understand, and I have been weigh, reserving weighing in with much uh, opinion about this event. Everybody else is talking about it. I haven't been talking about it simply because there's too much about this narrative that disturbed me profoundly. Obviously, if the reports are true of babies being beheaded and so on and so forth are true, then we're dealing with barbarians. But um, what I'm wondering is how Hamas could have pulled off this attack without any sort of prior warning or foreknowledge or indication. Israeli intelligence is very good. The Israeli defense forces are also very good. So there's something that just does not smell right about this whole narrative. Um, so I'm reserving judgment on what's going on. Um, but in the meantime, as I say, if you're attacked, you have a right to defend yourself. And I'm certainly not uh, going to deny that a severe attack has been made and that Israel has a right to defend itself. 
but something just doesn't smell right here. All right. That said, my suspicions on the record, at least as far as I'm willing to go with them for the moment. While everybody's been watching the events unfolding in the Middle East, there has been a quiet earthquake in politics in Germany. And I'm reading from an article here titled Schultz, Alternative for Deutschland is Incompatible with Democracy. All right. This is an article that was filed just today. And I want to read a few paragraphs from it because I have some observations about something very peculiar that caught my ear, as it were, in reading this article. Uh, the article is by Tomas Orban, who is a European, apparently a Romanian, living in Brussels that reports on European news. And I want to read a few paragraphs from this without much comment or interruption as I'm reading them. And then I want to give you my thoughts about what's going on here. So here we go. Quote, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz called for the defense of democracy after the national conservative alternative für Deutschland came in second and third in two states during last week's regional elections Develt reported on Tuesday, October 10th. It seems that for Schultz, the will of the people is democratic only as long as they vote in a favorable way. Skipping a couple paragraphs here. Alternative for Deutschland, however, shocked the establishment by coming in second in the, in the German state of Hesse with 18.4% of the vote and third in Bavaria, with 15.8% of the vote. The two states make up about a quarter of the total German population, which makes these results even more significant. No wonder Schultz's government immediately stepped up its campaign against Alternative for Deutschland. According to the Chancellor, Alternative for Deutschland is simply incompatible with democratic values such as freedom, the rule of law, the social market economy, or the welfare state. Skipping a paragraph. Calls to ban Alternative for Deutschland altogether have been a recurring talking point among establishment parties for years, especially when Alternative for Deutschland overtakes them in elections or polls. Last month, Alternative for Deutschland's nationwide popularity surged to a record high of 22 to 23%, leading to an increase in voices who wish to deal with this democratic problem in a most undemocratic way. Interestingly, while Schultz talks about the Alternative for Deutschland not being compatible with democratic values, they are the only party whose leadership has become a target of constant death threats and violent harassment. One of the party leaders, Alice Vidal, has been recently forced into hiding with her family, while another one, Tino Kropala, was hospitalized after an apparent poison attack by far-left activists. Skipping another paragraph here to the last two paragraphs I'm going to read from this article. 
quote, they are afraid, but they fail to recognize that this is a reflection of their bad policies and the fact that the people will no longer tolerate them selling the German people down the river, unquote. Alternative for Deutschland Member of Parliament Christine Anderson told the European Conservative in a recent interview. And by the way, when I say Member of Parliament, I mean that she's a member of the European Parliament, not the German Bundestag. Anyway, to continue, quote, So rather than being critical of their own actions, they continue to blame it on us being right-wing extremists. But it's not working for the people anymore. They see through this garbage, and they see through that BS by now. I hope they continue with this bashing because it seriously helps us. Refusing to answer directly whether he thinks the strong shift of the right can be explained by Germany's failing migration policy. In other words, Germany is facing, folks, a similar problem to the open borders in this country. It is being overrun by people who have no willingness or desire to assimilate into German culture. That's the problem. Schultz simply stated that his government, quote, had long since begun to develop a very consistent policy for dealing with migration, which will also ensure that illegal migrants, quote, are pushed back, unquote. He also reiterated an earlier statement that the number of refugees coming to Germany is too high and needs to be addressed, unquote. And that's basically the end of the article. So in other words, what, what began Alternative for Deutschland as, as, a, as a party with political existence was a reaction to the open borders policy of the European Union, and in particular of the previous chancellor in Anglo Merkel. So this is a reaction, basically, folks, to globalism. Now what's interesting to me here is the language that is being used by the opponents of Alternative for Deutschland. Democracy is under threat if the German people stand up and vote in a way, as the article clearly implies, that doesn't sit well with the establishment, which in Germany and pretty much every other country's case in the West is being run by a bunch of globalist technocrats who have no regard. Let me repeat this. The technocrats have no regard for the national cultures of the countries that they're governing, be it Germany, France, the United Kingdom, Canada, the United States, whatever. They have no regard for it. Remember, it was Emmanuel Macron who stood up at the monument for all of the dead soldiers at the Battle of Versailles in France and literally told the listening audience that there was no such thing as French culture meaning that all of those thousands of graves of dead French soldiers meant basically nothing to him. And, for that matter, meant nothing to his real masters. And this basically is the problem with the political establishments in the West. They have quit caring about their own people. And they have quit caring about any cultural matters whatsoever. And Germans are like people most places, is when their culture and they themselves are under attack, they, they're going to do something about it, or at least try to. Now, the other thing here is to notice that it's the politics as usual 
that is being challenged. In other words, the alternative for Deutschland is saying, okay, CDU and CSU, you've had your chance to address these problems and you've refused. So why should we continue to vote for you? This is exactly, although in a different form, in my opinion, what recently happened with the vote to vacate the House Speakership of the Speaker of the American House, Kevin McCarthy. And everyone is blaming Matt Gates and a small handful of Republicans for voting for the Democrats. What people don't realize is that Kevin McCarthy was not returning to the normal order of the House in overseeing financial bills. Think back of Catherine at Austin Fitz's warning about FASB 56. And this little tiny group was really wanting, and McCarthy had agreed to and reneged on his deal to return, to the house, return the House to the normal order of dealing with financial bills. This is the problem. So as far as I'm concerned, it was returned to the politics as usual that led to the mess in the first place. And in Germany, in a different pattern, but for basically the same reason, it's, it's fed up with politics as usual. And then finally, I want you to notice that, that the language itself that the modern globalist technocrat speaks is the same whether it's coming from the Biden-Joe administration in Swampington, D.C., or the Trudeau government in Ottawa, Canada, or Chancellor Schultz's government in Berlin, Germany, the language is the same. It's a threat to democracy. The only thing that has distinguished Schultz's language from the language being used in, in the United States is that he didn't use the word our. It's a threat over here to our democracy, meaning that, that the institutions of government and the processes, the political processes themselves, are the possession of the technocratic political class running the country and nobody else. So Schultz is but one word away from echoing the same kind of language in Germany. And I would rather suspect that this is a telling clue, that, that you're dealing with a globalist technocratic political elite in opposition now to the rising populist cultural class that is insisting that cultural traditions and institutions be respected. Now, folks, I don't, I don't know how to warn you. There are other voices out there that have been warning about this, uh, Dr. Steve Turley being one of them. There are many others. But it's this technocratic class which, is, class which is profoundly misinterpreting major events on the world stage. And it began really with Russia and the misinterpretation of post-Soviet Russia, particularly the Russian state under Vladimir Putin as being some sort of neo-Stalinist disguise of, of something that really is nothing but Stalinist communism all over again. No, it's not. It's a civilizational state, and Mr. Putin has articulated this over and over again. And if we don't understand this about states like Israel, like Iran, like India, China, and so on, we are going to be sorely misled 
and our foreign policy is going to be affected adversely because you cannot approach cultural issues as merely issues of political process. And this is the mistake, I think, that Mr. Schultz is making in his own country and with his own people. And it's going to spread, folks. It's, it's not just a German problem. It is a problem common to Europe, and it, I think, is going to quickly become a problem in North America. So this is a phenomenon to watch. Alternative for Deutschland is, I'm arguing, not simply a political phenomenon. It's a cultural phenomenon. And if the German political class wants to continue to rule and rule effectively, they have to change the entire calculus of their politics and embrace that cultural concern that Germans have. Until then, they're going to be facing more and more elections like this in German states, and the same holds true for, for other Western countries. Anyway, that's it. Don't forget, we have our vid chat this Friday. Please get your questions, comments posted by 10 o'clock U.S. Central Time on Thursday, October 20, or pardon me, October 12th. And please keep your eyes peeled for any last-minute changes in the schedule. They are predicting rain, but so far they are not predicting any storms. So I will let everybody know if I'm able to do so what's going on in case there are any last-minute changes in schedule. Anyway, we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.